Hello and welcome to Two Girls in a Pod. I'm Sharon. I'm Christy. Hope all of you are doing well. I feel like we got a lot of stuff done this weekend, which I'm really happy about. It's been a busy weekend. You know, we've been talking and oftentimes, sometimes the stuff that we see trending or even what I'm working on in therapy with my clients, we'll see it like, I don't know, what would you call it? Signs of just that people are kind of being stuck somewhere. Or yeah, well, you, I think you see a little bit of an uptick in just the anxiety around a lot of the negativity, negativity that we get through media, I feel like. And so, you know, today we were going to talk about the toxicity of the mind, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that there's a whole lot of it out there. Once again, we always talk about what we feed grows. And I don't know if you've heard this. Oh, my God, there's all this negativity. I can't. There's all this crime. Basically, we've gone to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, and a lot of times it appears that way because I feel like, you know, we give a lot of focus to all of the bad stuff that you see going on. I mean, we already know that that's the kind of stuff that sells, you know, and I think that so a lot of times people become so distracted by so many of those things. Well, and I think that's really true. And I think that what happens is, is you know, when I'm talking to people, they'll say, well, where does this come from? And then I find out, well, I listen to the news. First thing in the morning, I listen to the news while I'm getting ready to start my day, or I am reading the news on the news feeds, or I mean, the list goes on and on and on, or I'm on social media and people start commenting and there's a lot of negativity in that commenting. And we've talked about that, you know, this anonymity we get when we are on these social platforms where we feel like we can say or do anything. Mm -hmm. It seems like that it's this constant thing of the other person trying to overshout the other one because there's all these opinions out there and that and the way that things are being depicted, it does feel very negative. And so then it feels like that people become just consumed by those things. And, you know, the thing is, is do we need to know what's going on in the world? Absolutely. But I think we can do things called moderation. (laughs) Yeah, that was one of the things. I mean, in all aspects of our life, we've talked about that, the importance of moderation, because anything that you do, we've talked about it, whether it be concerning your health, the way that you eat, those kinds of things, there's things that are good for you, but you can totally overdo them. I'll give you a good example. My mom <laughs> loves bananas. Oh, my gosh. And bananas are good for you. Bananas are good for you unless you have issues with potassium being too high. And she's been told again and again, you got to leave the bananas alone. That was very hard for her. Well, yeah, because she also listened to the other side of it. Well, bananas are good for you. You're supposed to be eating bananas. You're supposed to be getting your potassium. Yeah. And then she goes and does that. And then the doctors are like, you got to stop eating bananas. <laughs> right. And she would eat them on the daily. So that's the thing. They're, even they're, the things that are good for you still have to be done in moderation. And she would have probably been okay had she just maybe had a banana every other day or every two days. But no. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. it was two bananas a day. <laughs> yeah. So once again, you're right. There's that thing. But I think it's also changing that mentality. You know, when we hear that something is good for you. Even stuff that is good for us can be too much. Yeah. yeah. Even a good relationship. Every once in a while, you need your little space. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? True. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was no hesitation there, was there? <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's what it is. We get so caught up and bogged down in it that 
we forget that what we're being fed through the media is the media is a money making industry. Exactly. They have to do things that sell. But I guess I kind of sit there and think, why is it that that negativity is what sells? Why is it that we as humans want to see that? Yeah. And it's interesting because it seems like that even throughout our history, people have been that way. It's like, I mean, when you think about the gladiator competitions and all of those kinds of things, people went there to see the worst of the worst. Well, and I agree. And, you know, the thing with the gladiators, that wasn't even by choice. Right. You know what I mean? But people went to see it by choice. Oh, my God. Even that public hangings, public executions, things like that. You know, it's like, what? in us propels that. I personally do not want to go see a public execution. Mm-mm. I don't know. Is it that it's such a trendy? I don't know. I have no idea what that's about. <laughs> well, I think there truly is an overconsumption of just the toxicity of feeding the mind that toxicity. We're feeding that energy. Do you think then that people are just kind of acclimating to these tragic things? Or do you feel like the tragic things are creating at least an emotion within the individual. Well, I think it does create that. But and the way the information is presented, it creates such an emotional charge with people, too. And everybody is so busy taking things so personally, too. It seems like people are so are easily insulted by some things. Do you know what I mean? I feel like that there's... It was really interesting because you were sharing with me the older woman who very positive, just an extremely positive person, and took a photo of herself. Oh, yeah, because it's always interesting to me to look at some of the comments on some things that's posted on, like, Facebook and that or whatever. But there was an older woman that had posted this picture where she's sitting in this chair. She looks happy. She looks free. She's got this long, flowing hair. She's got a skirt on that, I mean, it's past her knees. It's not even, you know, anything revealing, nothing like that. She looks very carefree and happy. And some of the comments that were posted on there, I was amazed. It was like they were sort of degrading her in a way, saying like she was sexualizing her and at her age, how it was inappropriate. And it was it was very odd to see that, but it happens. Well, I think, too, we have this idea, and, you know, talking about sexualized or whatever, you know, it's like when you hit a certain age, people think that people don't want to have sex anymore. (laughs) Like, it just stops. It is so amazing to me. And every young person who thinks that, remember, one day you will be older. (laughs) And I think, no, we do. Every single one of us, I don't care who it is, you know, when we're young, they're like, oh, those old people, oh, my God. You know, and and we think all these things. And we forget that's part of our journey as well. I think that that's part of the issue that we see is there's almost this inability to put yourself in somebody else's place. There is a lack of compassion a lot of times, I feel like. And I don't feel like it's a majority of people. No. And, you know, this is what I tell my clients when there's this negativity around whatever's going on. I always tell them, that's your neighbors? Well, no. Well, it's your neighbors four houses down? Well, no. Then who are these people? It's the same stories being replayed over and over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. But it's not like they're sitting there doing any of these feel-good stories. You know, I was talking to one of my clients about that, and he he goes, it's just all negative. He goes, you have to really search sometimes for something positive. Mm -hmm. 
And I do like that about social media because it's separated out because there is some that is very positive. We are part of that social media platform. I feel that we really are about more of the positivity and that we talk about. Definitely. I think that you can definitely go seek it out. I mean, you can follow those pages that are more positive and uplifting, or you can follow those ones that aren't, that are constantly giving you, I don't know, conspiracy theories or whatever it is that put this seed of doubt in your mind or or make your overall view of the world a more negative thing. As our friend says, it's not conspiracy theories, it's critical thinking. Yeah. <laughs> and there well, is a difference of critical thinking. I really do believe that you know, when you sit down and you look at stuff. Well, one of the things is, is we're going to buy into something that resonates with whatever emotion that we're having. The emotion will drive that. Mm-hmm. So if you have a strong emotion about something in particular, you're going to be more drawn to that. Yeah. So you're going to go seek out everything that's going to feed that idea, thought, emotion, yeah. belief, whatever it is. It's going to fulfill something within you. Yes. Because I don't know, is it that we want to be right? I don't know. I really wonder, you know, because you even said that earlier. It's this thing of somebody talking over somebody else to be heard. Mm -hmm. When if we all remain silent and we take our turns in speaking, we actually, isn't it funny? We teach that to little kids in school. Wait your turn, little Johnny. Wait your turn, little Susie. Mm -hmm. But we get to be adults and we forget that sometimes. We just, like you said, talk over each other. And it's like this need to be right or... There are so many views in the world. And guess what? There's probably a grain of truth to all of them. Mm -hmm. You know, it starts somewhere. Mm -hmm. And we talk about the importance of that critical thinking and that I think that there are a lot of opinions out there and you really do have to do your research. And, you know, one of the things is, is my bachelor's is a bachelor's of science. So, oh, my God, we had to research on everything. And I would even think, well, what does this even have to do with anything? The more I learned about it, the more I looked at what is the reliability and validity of something, who's funding what, who is something an independent study versus if I want something and I go hire you as a researcher, I'm paying you so I might get, you can skew data all over the place. Honestly, Definitely. you can. Definitely. But I think the thing is, is that research, science and all of that, it starts somewhere and you don't get it right. And you shouldn't, because if you get out there and you're trying to look at Einstein's theory, how long it took for them to actually prove some of Einstein's theories. He wasn't wrong. Mm -hmm. We just didn't have the means to know it at that time. As we get more technology, we learn more things. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what that is. But it's in everything. Even if you go totally holistic or you go totally pharmaceutical or if you go totally to one belief system or you don't have any beliefs, I mean... It's all over the place with everything. Exactly. It's really in in every aspect. I mean, to me, what makes the most sense is, like you said, look at where that research comes from and just understand that. And also to be able to look at what has a common thread of truth. I do that a lot of the time, I feel like, with a lot of different articles, whether it be about the way you eat or certain workouts or things like that, what information do I see overlapping again and again and again that seems to have the outcome that you want? I feel like that that's important. Yeah, we have to bring in somebody's perception of something. And that's always the amazing thing because once again, my perception is developed through my history, basically. Mm -hmm. And so if I have this perception of certain things, then I want to feed that perception, even if it's a negative thing. 
if it, it's kind of what's worked for me, I'm going to keep doing it, even though it's really not working for us because we get so caught up yeah. in that ideology of whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know, when we do that, we don't let go. We talk about that when people are holding on to the past. We think if we hold on to the past, somehow it's going to change this moment. Or there's so many reasons people hold on to the past. But it's the same thing. If I keep feeding the past, the only thing that's alive is the past. And it's not really even alive. Right. So it's any of those things that we're not doing in moderation. We look at our past and we appreciate it and we realize, oh, wow, I could have done something different there. But I think even when we're looking at what's going on in the world, you can sit there and we can have a talk all day long on every negative thing going on in the world. But at the same time, we can also turn around, and look and say, OK, but what is happening? What are other things that are happening that are just as big? Because mm-hmm. I think you're right. I mean, we do get so we're identified with those things, a lot of things that hurt us in the past. And I think that so when certain things happen and we don't identify those triggers as such and we're seeing it through those eyes of that pain that happened, sometimes that skews us. And I feel like that's when we really, really need to listen and just do that research and look into things and understand that we don't have to overshout someone. Well, and I think the other thing that's important is that if I have an opinion and I share my opinion, I've now done my duty, so to speak. There is this constant thing of I have to keep sharing my opinion every day, you know, whether it's on social media, whatever it is, you know, we hear whether it's our politicians or it can be anybody, people who are promoting whatever they're promoting. It's like my thing is if your product's really good, it's really good. But I don't have to go bash my neighbor's product in order for my product to be good. Well, and I think, too, a lot of the time what you see now, too, is people get so passionate about a cause, which there's nothing wrong with passion. And there's and definitely, you know, when you have a cause a lot about it's a lot of times about the compassion that you have for another person. But realizing when where the line is, where that you become part of the problem instead of helping by having that voice. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Don't create more lines and separation where there doesn't need to be. If I have knowledge about something or I feel my knowledge is good, whatever, sometimes it is, sometimes it's not, just like everybody else, then what I say is say it. And if it resonates with somebody, it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't. If they say, well, you know what? I don't agree with you. Okay, well, good enough. Mm -hmm. Not everybody has to agree. And I think that's what's really great is the the vastness of our mind and the capability of it to hold multiple opinions about things. Or to even be able to expand our mind and see beyond what we, this preconceived notion that we have of things sometimes. And even if it's somebody who's an extremist, look at those extreme, whatever that extreme thinking or whatever is, and say, why are they buying into it so much? What is the value of it? Look for the value in it. You don't have to become the extreme thinker, but even, we'll use something simple like Democrat and Republican. Those are two easy ones. It's like there can be positives in both of those entities. Mm -hmm. But what we will do is we will villainize one or the other. And we're so busy villainizing that nothing gets done half the time, I don't feel anyway, Mm -hmm. because we're so busy. Well, this person's doing this. You know what? Those are hard freaking jobs. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's that thing of have compassion for people. You don't have to like them. And sometimes I'm telling you, there is some stupid that comes out of people's mouths. It freaks me out. What I'm thinking that if you're holding these offices 
you should be able to articulate yourself and you should be able to have backing for what we say. You expect that from a doctor. You expect that from a therapist. You expect that from your mechanic. Mm -hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. You expect them to have that knowledge and to understand those things. So when we don't, it's you're not going to go to the mechanic if he's there and like, I don't know what's wrong with your car. Sounds <laughs> funny to me, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're going to sit there and say, well, no, thank you, bud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not paying you for that info. Do you see what I mean? Or yeah. if a doctor sits there and says, well, I don't know, but let's treat this. But those aren't my symptoms. Well, it's a start. It doesn't matter. We expect people to have certain knowledge. Mm -hmm. My clients, when they walk into my office, they expect me to know. They expect me to hear, listen, and they expect me to work with them on their goals right. and to have the ability to help do that. Mm -hmm. And if I am not doing that, then I don't need to be in this profession. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. And I always tell my client, even if I have a client and they come into my office and we're working, and I always tell them at the beginning, look, if you come in here and we're working and all of a sudden you just sit there and say, my God, she sucks at this job. I don't like the tone of her voice, whatever it is. And you come to me, I always tell them, look, don't ghost me. Mm -hmm. Tell me. Right. My ego is not involved in this. Let me find you the resources you need. Mm -hmm. That's what we should be doing. Yeah. Not buying into. Now, if my ego is all hurt, now I become an obstacle or it's not about me. That's counterproductive. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. When people have these strong opinions about whatever it is, and I get it, and you'll see it. You'll see a lot of that on social medias, posting this, that, or the other. And, and it's like there's this hammer and nail. It's like it's already pounded in, which I'll still pounding for. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, and that's the thing that people, I think, have a hard time accepting. You can present your idea, but you will never change someone else. That's up to them. Very well said. And I think the thing is, is we still have this mentality sometimes if I tell you, if I tell you, if I tell you, and if I tell you. Now what I've done is turned you completely off to my ideas mm -hmm. because you're tired of hearing them. Yeah. You know, and I think that's that whole premise. And it doesn't matter whatever it is. It can be religion. It can be, like I said, politics. It can be relationships. It can be medicine. It can, you pick a topic. Right. And we can go to those extreme thinking, that extreme thinking. Yeah. And oftentimes people who are in my office, it's because they have extreme thinking. Right. It's like, well, I'm always going to be sad. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's not working for you, D. Is that something you want to continue to be? Well, no. Okay, then let's work on it. Then you have to choose to be something exactly. else, too. People will tell us, you know, well, do you have friends that are different political or religions or whatever? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. We love it. We learn from it. Mm -hmm. And we may not always agree, but it's okay. Yeah. But guess what? We get to have those discussions. And then when we're done, we still love each other. Right. And I think that's the important thing. But I feel like we feed that toxicity once again, that we feed ourselves is so detrimental to our mental health. It is detrimental to our happiness. And to our relationships. Yes. To me, when people sit there and they will lose friendships over religion or politics or whatever, because those things might change later on. Yeah. You can have any circumstance. Circumstances happen that alter us, whether we want it or not. Sometimes it happens. Yeah. I mean, look, they've been talking about how long about 
getting rid of a two-party system. If if that doesn't exist, how are they going to not like each other? (laughs) 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 Got to move to something else. (laughs) And but that's what I mean. And even like sometimes when I'm on social media and if I'm scrolling through, because I do feel like when somebody posts something, it's kind of neat to see comments because I'm there like, oh, how do they perceive something? I swear it can be something not even bad. I will start seeing these. I'm just, they're like, where did that even come from? But once again, I think it's that thing of anonymity when we can sit there and we can write whatever we want to write and do whatever we want to do. And there is no accountability. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if I'm having a shitty day, let me put my little shitty attitude out there. Yeah. Because that's what it feels like to me sometimes because I'm baffled. And I'll even tell you sometimes, I don't understand. How is this negative? What yeah. was this about? <laughs> right. How can you find a negative in this? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, definitely. I have seen that lots of times that I've, I've told you, even if I don't go read the comments, sometimes like the story will be something to really positive and I'll see the reactions and there's a mad face and I'm like, what? Why are they mad about that? I don't understand. And sometimes I think, you know, you just hit the wrong stupid emoji. It could be. I've been guilty of that every once in a while. And they're like, wait, that's not what I meant. But you do know like <laughs> and heart is on the opposite end of angry face. <laughs> but sometimes, I mean, I'm not even wanting to. And maybe I just go down and click and it's there. So that one I'm going to say, you know, that one I'm a little. But, but if you're actually writing words. Right. <laughs> there's intention there, man. <laughs> For sure. And then that's the other thing. What is your intention when you're doing some of that negative stuff? Mm-hmm. What is it feeding in you? What is it feeding in you to go watch and listen to the negativity over and over and over again? And I have a client who it just drives him absolutely crazy. He goes, I can't. He goes, I don't want to hear it. He goes, I feel like there's more to the world than this. Mm-hmm. I think when you reach your limit like that, then you start to change some things because otherwise, yeah, it just seems like everybody's too busy trying to be heard to listen. I always love the other one of minorities. When minorities are talking about, oh, well, this travesty and that travesty, and then the mall, mall look at my travesty. I'm there like, who wants to hold that title of the most travesties against you? Who even wants that? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. No. It's have compassion for the journey of every minority. It's how do we elevate each other versus having these competitions. Mm -hmm. It's not about competition. I think this is something we've been taught and we're having a hard time breaking away from it. Mm -hmm. It's how my brain works. It's how we're supposed to. We're supposed to compete. We're supposed to. No. Yeah. We're programmed like to see somebody's doing worse off than me or somebody's doing better than me. And you know what I mean? It's such a (laughs) we're either beating ourselves up because we feel inept or we're Looking at others and not Beating having them up for not being. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. Well, and I think that's what it is. And, you know, I guess the thing is, is how do we change this? Yeah. And I will often do that, you know, and I think we're all guilty of it to some degree. Yeah. Even if I'm doing my little scrolling and, you know, you can go down that rabbit hole. Y'all don't go down the rabbit hole. <laughs> it's scary in there. <laughs> but if I'm doing that, it's also one of those things where I have to really check myself because I can start feeling me having an emotional reaction. Definitely. Even if it might be something like, oh, my God, they shouldn't be. It's like, no, it's really weird. They have that reaction. I don't understand it. But it's not sitting there in saying, oh, oh my God, what's wrong with that person? And I think we're all guilty of that to some degree. I think 
that's definitely true. And I think, you know, I mean, you can feel it start to build a lot of times. Maybe it is something that you feel that emotional attachment to is something that's happening and you don't feel like that it's right. You feel it in the stomach. And what is that doing to your body? I mean, it's having an impact for sure. Well, and I agree. And I think that that's the other thing we don't understand is when we waste a lot of our times getting all emotional or buying into somebody else's ideology or thoughts or whatever it is or opinions, we're creating this physiology is going on with us. Then we have to sit there and say, is it healthy for me, though? Yeah. It's important to be a parts of causes. Right. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. But how do we do it in a positive way? Mm-hmm. How do we do it to once again bring people up? Because if we're doing those things, if we're engaged in those causes, it should be about the outcome. Right. The uplifting of the cause or the person or whoever is impacted by that. Yeah. Absolutely. Instead of beating somebody else down. And, you know, if, if clients come into my office and they're talking to me about something and I'll say, okay, now let's break that down. Why is it having an impact on you? Or, well, it should, okay. But now... Is that the whole story or have you gone and looked up to see if there's more to the story? Because how many times have y'all done that? Oh, my God. And Christy's notorious for this. I'm just going to tell you right now. She will read a headline or or an article or a magazine. She's sitting here giving me the look. But is it not true? In the past, I may have. (laughs) So she piques my interest with the title. And then I'll say, well, what what was it all about? I don't know. I just read the title. I do that on purpose. (laughs) Because if I tell you about the article, I know you'll go read it and tell me all about it. I'm on to her. (laughs) (laughs) But it's true. They're like, oh, my gosh. But then I'll also do things where I'm reading a newspaper article or something. And then it'll say something like, well, this is just the preliminary or we don't. And they're like, oh, my God. Okay, well. That was just a big old waste of my time. Could you have just said incomplete story here? Come back later. (laughs) You almost got me buying into it. And then I might have, you know, you're having this reaction. And then it's like you get to the bottom and it's like, well, this person really wasn't charged or whatever it is. And you're there like, oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm learning to do better with that because I, I do. I do. I'm just like, oh, my goodness. I do this, you know, it's important for me to know what's trending and to know what's going on because of I work with such a diverse group of people. Mm-hmm. You know, I need to know what they're looking at into all of this and that other, which I think is good for me because it just means that I just have more knowledge. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's anything wrong with educating yourself to gaining more knowledge, right. to really looking at those things and saying, okay, there is a grain of salt truth with that. but. There's also this other component. Right. If we get so caught up in just those things that are lining up with our belief systems, you know, whatever they are, then that's what we're feeding. And if it's a negative thing, if it's a toxic thing, we're continuing to feed it because we don't want to step outside of ourselves to look at what might other people be saying Mm -hmm. or what might other people be experiencing. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like then we end up perpetuating it. You know, I feel like that, you know, it becomes a part of our ideas without us, you know, doing the research to to know if, like you said, have the whole story or that. It's important to do those things. I thought it was interesting because uh, we had a friend who told us something about the Affordable Care Act. Some really odd, strange thing. And I go, what? 
She goes, yeah, and very upset about it. And I said, that's not in the Affordable Care Act. She goes, uh, like, how do you know? I said, because we read the whole, I was like 484 pages. I don't know. It was long. Read that whole freaking thing. <laughs> because so many people were telling me stuff, and they're like, oh, my God, what does this really mean? So I went through and read the whole thing. And it was something so off the wall. Right. And she goes, they're teaching us this as if it's truth and as if it's really a thing. I said, because nobody's going to go read that stupid whole 400 and some pages or whatever it was. Right. I said, nobody's going to go read that. Except we did. We, us weirdos over here. <laughs> well, because I didn't understand what it was. I didn't understand what people were saying. Right. So I wanted to go read it well, to, to, to become educated on it. Yeah. To see how it would even impact us or how things were going to change. Yeah. But she was really there like, oh, my God, how can they say, how can they be teaching this is truth? Mm-hmm. I said, we're often taught things that are truth because we are a society. Sometimes I feel, not everybody, but we have those in this society who won't go and look stuff up. Yeah, They will simply take the status quo. What's being readily fed to us every day. <laughs> and so what that was doing was it was feeding her this negative idea. Mm-hmm. And then when she's there, like, oh, my God, I didn't know that. So it wasn't trying to change her mind. I was just simply saying that's not in the Affordable Care Act. Mm-hmm. It was simply it's not there. And then she's the one who took that information and said, oh, my gosh, we've been feeding. This isn't even truth. Yeah. I wasn't going to sit there and beat it into her. Here's the information. Do whatever you want with it. <laughs> and I think that's the whole thing. When we're trying to share information Put it out there. Then let everybody digest it and do whatever they want. I don't need to post it 75 times and hope that 75th time you're going to sit there and say, oh, well, after 75 times, yes, it is real. You're not going to do that. Right. Because once again, if things do not line up with our belief systems and things like that, we are not as apt to step outside of that to learn something else. Yeah. But that's that toxicity. Right. It is toxic. Or when we think our way is the only way. Mm-hmm. There are many ways to solve a problem. There are many ways to look at things. There are many ways to love, to believe, to work for every single situation out there. It's a very dangerous rut to get into, to feel like that you can't open your mind and, and learn more about something in particular. And I think that's one of the things, too, is that I don't know. Sometimes we get afraid. Well, if I open my mind to learn something new, then what happens? Mm-hmm. Is it going to change something? I think sometimes maybe it does, and sometimes it just might solidify what you already believe. Mm-hmm. There's no, it's not good and bad in that fashion. Right. But I think it's just identifying that a lot of times, uh, a lot of the information is out, that's out there, sometimes there's another agenda behind it. Absolutely. And you see a lot of that, for lack of a better word, hate or misunderstanding of people or groups right. of people or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I was telling you, I thought it was the weirdest thing when Amanda Nunes retired. I tell you, we watch UFC. We're kind of like the gladiators, except they want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's a difference. They get paid. No. <laughs> but she retired. You know, she had done everything she could do. And she retired in Canada. And this was the weirdest thing. I thought, oh, how cool, you know, people were really congratulating her. You know, they had, so they had a Canadian feed and then they had the United States feed. Canadians, very polite. Uh Congratulations, go live your life. And a majority of the ones in the United States or whoever, you know, whatever, same thing. 
But then there were those that just were about attacking her sexuality. This was about her MMA career. Had nothing to do with who she loves anything. But that then there just started to be this really negative, oh, well, you grow out your hair, what, to look like a chick, but you're really not? And I mean, just all sorts. And I'm just there like, what, what was the point of this anyway? Why would you get on here and do these things when this is somebody who worked really hard, who attained many things? Yeah. And if you thought she was a crappy MMA fighter, put that down. Mm-hmm. I don't think you were as good as you say you were or whatever. Right. But we don't do that. We start putting that negative. And for a majority, it was really positive stuff. Wishing her well. You did really great for MMA, for women in sports, on and on. But you had that spattering of those in there that those were the comments. Mm -hmm. It's that thing of what is that toxicity in us that we have to put it out there. So it, it, toxicity often does not live just in us. It's something that we want to give to others. Mm-hmm. It's like if we love, we want to love others. It's, it's the same thing. Right. But the thing is, is that it can be so damaging to us. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I think that, as we mentioned earlier, you start to feel that inside and it will have a negative impact on your health over time. That accumulation, I think, of just feeding that negative energy. And, you know, we talk a lot about gratitude. And sometimes when we realize there is negative stuff, because there's negative stuff that goes on in all of our lives. And there's stuff that is outside of our control that will impact us emotionally. And a majority of it, it's not within our control anyway. So sometimes what we do when we turn to those gratitude statements, it reminds us that it's okay to have gratitude even in dark times. It's okay to understand that there is always something to be grateful for. Right. And that's, I think, one of the ways that we counter that toxicity. Because when even when I work with my clients and if they're in that place and I'll say, okay, so do you think what we have, how many billions of people in this world? I said, if the majority of them were what we are taught or what we see, We'd be living in chaos. Yeah. I said, but it's not. It's these isolated instances, I said, that we continue. They play over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And pay attention to how many times the same story is told. Right. Just wrote the different reporter. Exactly. Or a different angle. But it's the same at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And I think when we start to see that, to have compassion for others, to remember, we talk about this, we are more connected than we're not. Yeah. You know, there's a connectivity with us. And it's through that connectivity, I think, that we become stronger individuals. Right. And then we become a stronger whole. Mm -hmm. And you build a stronger community and everything. And everyone benefits from that. Absolutely. You know, and I think that's one of the things that's so fascinating to me is when you, you see or you hear these stories of these communities that come together to, and it's a constant thing. It's not just for holidays and stuff. They help each other out. They cook for each other. They take turns doing things. They help with the kids. I mean, that stuff happens a lot too. Mm-hmm. People who mentor, right. people who foster. There are all the boys and girls clubs, you know, all of these things. Our friend that uh, we just met, working with disenfranchised kids. Right. There's all of these people. There are more of them than there are this negative 
stuff that we are being told about. Right. But I think what happens in order to stop feeding that toxicity, you have to actively turn it off and you have to actively engage in the things that are going to really enhance your life to make you that better person. Mm-hmm. To make, not even, not better in that aspect, but to make you find more of that authenticity that we have from at birth. We have that authentic self at birth, and then, man, we go mess a lot of stuff up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're taught and throughout our lives about bias and, and things like that. So, yeah, I mean, it's like drilled into you. And I don't think people do it on purpose. I don't think people no. sit there and say, oh, I'm going to do this to my child. I think no. it's just a... It just happens, and it becomes so commonplace that we don't realize it. Yeah. It becomes commonplace to sit and turn the TV news on in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then you wonder why by the time you go to work, you're all cranky. (laughs) Right. Or, you know, you get in the car, and you now have more. You start with rage. (laughs) Yeah. And then you you have traffic to deal with. (laughs) Now your rage has just gone up a few (laughs) octaves. Let me tell you, man. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's so many things. Sometimes what takes me out of that place, too, is music. Oh, yeah. I'm serious. You know, when we're talking about these things, we don't want to just talk about what it is. We like to always talk about what can you do instead. You know, once again, you can turn it off. You can go actively look for something, use gratitude. And for me, and I know even for you, it's music. Yeah, definitely. Music and gratitude, for sure. Those are really top things. And one of the gratitude statements that we use quite often is we're grateful for all the love and kindness in the world. Absolutely. Because, I mean, obviously it exists. Mm -hmm. And if we can shift our focus to that, and it's like you said, through different things, like the different programs that exist to help people, just all those things. But yeah, definitely music. And then on an individual level, smile at somebody. Yeah. Say hello. Greet somebody. How are you today? I love when we go hiking because it's so amazing to me when people are on hikes. Mm -hmm. They must be in their element because that's another thing that really helps us is being in nature and things like that. There's just something about being in nature. You you see the beauty of it. All of these things that have persevered through all of, whether it's fire, wind, water, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. those trees are still there. Yeah. The grass is still growing. Mm Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It finds a way. Life finds that way to still show its beauty. Yeah. And you see that in nature. Definitely. But when we hike, everybody passes, hello, good morning. Yeah. How was the hike up there? Oh, I'm just finishing. There's a bicycles. Come in. Thank you for moving. There's this tote. I have never found anybody so far in our hikes that are, don't, 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 don't talk to me. <laughs> you know? no. Even if they're out of breath and can hardly answer. <laughs> really, they'll still nod at you. Yeah. <laughs> or is that us out of breath and <laughs> <laughs> depends Sometimes. on the hike. Yeah. <laughs> I love that about Lori. When she's in nature, you can truly see that. Our friend, she knows all these trails. She's amazing to go hiking. Yeah. But what's really cool is she will talk to everybody. Mm-hmm. And we, we were on a hike and the guy's biking and she's sort of like, oh no, but if you take this path, she's a wealth of information, and she's sharing that. It's not like I have the map in my head and I'm not going to tell you. Mm -hmm. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. There's something really cool. And then the other thing we do is, guess what? We have conversations with people. Yeah. We share ideas. Mm -hmm. Positive ideas. Our dreams. 
what we aspire to be, mm-hmm. what we aspire the world to be. Yeah. We have those conversations as well. That helps with that toxicity. So even though there's toxicity in the world, we don't have to partake in it. And if you're listening to this now, you can't unlisten. <laughs> so just know that. So that means that when you're sitting there watching the news, you're going to say, oh, 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 that's toxic. You can't unlisten. So now it becomes, I am ma- but we're all making an active decision to do it, whether we realize it or not. Yeah. When it's in your awareness and you do it, then it's like, oh, man, what's the solution to that? Oh, yeah, go hike. I don't want to hike. Okay, listen to music. I can do that. <laughs> do you, right. But do you see what I mean? You bring it into somebody's awareness. And that's all this is all about. Exactly. Is how do we bring it into awareness? Mm-hmm. How do we stop that toxicity of our mind? Right. How do we stop embracing it as if it is our norm? Yeah. Because it is not our norm. Exactly. It is much more normal for us to love people. That's why we have families. That's why people continue to have families. Right. That's why we have pets. Exactly. Yeah. Because they just love you. (laughs) Unconditionally. Exactly. (laughs) And then we love them. Yeah. And that's what I mean. So when we look at it, it's not, it's not something we can't stop. Right. It's not something we have to continue to engage in. Go, learn the news, walk away from it. Right. How is this going to impact me or somebody I care about or our world or environment? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Just being aware, yeah, is how you make the change to, you know, shift your focus away from that stuff. And yeah, like you said, I mean, be in the know, that's fine. But understand where it's coming from, you know, why it's being perpetuated, what it's triggering in you, and what you can research and find out about it for yourself. Exactly, because I'm going to tell you right now, negativity is not an inspiration. Mm -mm. Negativity does not inspire us for a more positive outcome. Yeah, it does not. No. Negativity inspires negativity. Yeah. As positivity inspires positivity. Love inspires love. Hatred inspires hate. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. But love can inspire people to not hate. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. We have to remember. We have to keep our focus. And I think that we have to remember there's more good in the world than there's not. There's more positive people in the world than negative. There's more people who are aspiring to be better in the next moment than this moment. There's all of that stuff that's really going on on a daily. You know, the other thing is, is sometimes looking at the shorts, they're just people laughing and having fun, Mm -hmm. dancing, doing stuff with pets. See, a lot of animal ones. (laughs) Yeah. All of those things. There's so much more of that than the toxicity But we will feed the toxicity to ourselves, and then we will feed it to others. If you have your opinion about something and you feel strongly, put it out there, then walk away. Mm -hmm. It does not become your job to change somebody. It becomes our job to listen, to understand that we don't live in their circumstance. Everybody's circumstance is different, and everybody is doing the best with their circumstance. Yeah. Your circumstance may look very different, and you may be able to say, you know, some people, well, you just got to go out and eat healthy. Everything got to be healthy, blah, blah, blah. 
And somebody, it's like, you know what? I have a dollar and I can get three of this for a dollar. Uh-huh. So we have to be aware of that. Right. Encourage people, but don't expect them to be at, our, at this level or that level. Yeah. When we do that, when we encourage, when we do that, and we inspire, those are the things we can do. Mm-hmm. So even though we started out with the toxicity of the mind, we want to end with the fact that, once again, there are things you can do to counter that. You don't have to stay there. I mean, if you choose to, that's okay, too. Just know it's a choice. Right, exactly. And realize how it's going to play out in your life. You're going to feel that angst, if nothing else, over all the stuff you feel worried about that you can't control. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or you're cranky, like you said, by the time you get to work, maybe you're taking it out on other people. Or it's playing out in your physical because they know that stress impacts uh, our, health. our health. So hopefully you guys will counter that with those things of gratitude, music, nature, whatever it is that works for you that takes you into that positive place and helps you to realize that there is more good than bad. People are just the same as all of us. They're just going out, making their living, doing their life, living their life and wanting to do it the best way without without violence or hatred and all of that other stuff. They want their tranquil life, too. Mm -hmm. I know that's what we want. Right. So we do our best to create it and promote it. Yeah, I think there are more people that want that than, than anything else. So for all of you out there, we hope that you guys have less toxicity. (laughs) (laughs) And we hope that you enjoyed the episode and that maybe you get a walk away with something. Yep. Hopefully you can shift your focus to something a little more positive. Because it is out there. We will be back next week. Thank you so much for listening as always. Bye. Bye.